This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. That's a beautiful thing. December, Christmas is almost here. It's December 23rd. Everyone is, uh, I'm enjoying it. I really am. I'm enjoying the moment. I have the Christmas spirit. I feel good. Um, next week I'm off. That's going to be paradise, even though I love being here. Uh, it's, uh, it's time for me to, uh, hit the snooze button for, uh, seven to 10 days. I really, phew, but, ooh, breaking news, breaking news right now. Outcome reached in the Kim Potter trial. Do you know who that is? That's the cop, the female cop up in Minnesota who shot and killed Dante Wright by mistake. She meant to use her stun gun and she used a real gun and shot the guy. She immediately said, oh, my God, what did I do? It was a mistake. Everybody knows it's an accident. She was charged with manslaughter. These trials are happening faster and faster, by the way, right? It used to be. I mean, this is a matter of months ago this happened. Now, uh, it's, yeah, just a matter of months. It used to be like a year, year and a half, two years before these things got to trial. You know, a lot of these folks, they're, um, I believe they're, they're picking on, quite frankly. You know, the, gosh, you used to have the union stand right behind the cop. No, they fire the cop right away, often that they're, they're on their own to fight these charges. Kim Potter should not have been put through all of this. I wish that Dante Wright was still alive. I wish that he had not run from the cops. He should not have been shot. Uh, I wonder, I haven't followed the case that closely. Did they, did they raise the issue that a man running away, getting into a car, potentially posed a deadly threat to the officer who was right next to the car? There was another officer who was like still trying to get him. Hitting the gas could have, could have fatally, I think, could have killed somebody. Don't you? Um, this guy, Dante Wright, should not have run from the cops, but he probably watched a lot of the fake news that said the cops are the enemies. The cops, oh, violence against young black men is through the roof. Oh, it's out of control. No, none of those things are true. So when Donald Trump said the media are the enemy of the people, he was damn right, totally right, because they fed misinformation all across uh, all across America. All right, so we have a verdict I got to admit, this is not the kind of case that we've all been watching, and right, not a, no one's talking about the Kim Potter case, right? The name even doesn't stand out. But I saw her earlier this week crying on the stand. Who could blame her? And right after she shot that kid, she collapsed and started to cry. Uh, she knew what she had done, and she felt absolutely horrible. It's the worst thing that one could do. Some penalty, yeah, but. This this was all unnecessary. Uh, Dante Wright enjoyed his whiskey, he enjoyed his weed, and he enjoyed his guns. And he enjoyed sometimes breaking the law. He had a criminal record, um, and he chose to run away from the cops during a traffic stop. That's not what you're supposed to do. Al Sharpton, uh, the new nut job we have, we're going to have to get used to this guy, I guess, Congressman Bowman, is that his name? Jamal Bowman. He was an assistant principal in the Bronx, and now he's a member of Congress. And he's saying totally, totally offensive things, outright racist things that he should have been booted from. If you said this just a couple of years ago, they would have gone to commercial break and they would have told you to uh, get lost. Do you have that Congressman Bowman thing that I was telling you about? Congressman Bowman. He comes out and he says, oh, that guy Manchin is a uh, he just doesn't like white people. That's what this is about. I'm sorry, he doesn't like black people. 
Uh, Congressman Bowman. Yeah, do me a favor. Start cutting the B block as well. So uh, anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas. Should I do that now? Why not? Why not? It's Christmas. And everyone's running around giving away presents, buying presents, stuff like that. And that's beautiful. That's part of the equation. We got to uh, buy gifts and keep the economy going and acknowledge people and all that stuff. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but, as you know, the real message of Christmas is often <laughs> neglected because, well, we don't want to offend anybody. Oh, boy. We don't want to talk about Jesus because uh, that's going to offend somebody. Uh, ooh, we don't want to... We don't want to come off hypocritical because we all know we've done certain stuff. And if anybody found out about that stuff and then they hear us talking about the Bible and Jesus, oh, boy, we can't have that. Uh, let's see. I don't want to talk about Jesus because if I talk about Jesus, then I can't have a good time because there are certain things I like to do that I know I'm not supposed to be doing. So I don't want to think about that for the next 30 or 40 years. I'll get around to it someday. Well, folks, someday is today in my book. It is today. Uh, for me, it was... Mm, I wish I could put a, the exact moment. It wasn't, it wasn't one moment. It was like I was exercising. It was like I was a big fat slob, uh, which, by the way, <laughs> I'm just, uh, working with the Skinny Center, but uh, took a little deviation the past couple of days, so I've got my work to do in that department. But it's like getting in shape. It's like getting in shape. And uh, someone gave me a Bible about 10 years ago. They sensed that I could really use it. And uh, I remember when they gave it to me, I looked at them and I said, when did you become such a church lady? <laughs> I was offended. I was mildly offended that someone gave me a Bible. Uh, I got I got this life thing figured out pretty good. Excuse me. Thank you very much. I don't need this. And now, who are you to give me this book? Huh? How about that for a an enlightened individual? So I put it up on the bookshelf, and it sat there for, oh, a good four years. <laughs> and then a couple of things came together, and I, I spotted it, and I said, you know what? Why not? I don't know that much about this book. Sure, I went through all the training, and I went through the, uh, you know, CCD, and I I went through the rituals, and I took a course or two in college, because you had to, at the school I went to. And, you know, I got the check in the block, and I never really gave it all that much thought. And finally, on my own time, in my 40s, started to get into the Word of God, and then, wow, uh, then you realize, this is, uh, this is real. This isn't some fable. This isn't, um, this isn't a package to deprive us of our liberty or our joy. In fact, it's the opposite. They want us to be free. They want us to be joyous. He wants us to be joyous and free. And those commandments, those rules, those guidelines that I thought were there to prevent me from having a great time, nope. They're there to actually ensure that I have a great time, to protect me, to protect you, to protect us. Um, what else can I say about that? I think, well, I could say a lot, but something that clicked a few, mm, two years ago, maybe, uh, basically, let me put it to you like this. Imagine if the boss of your company, let's say you 
pretend for a moment that you work at a really big company and I were to come to you and say, hey, the CEO knows exactly who you are. No, no, he, no, 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 he doesn't. Yes, he does. Really? And he knows everything about you. Uh, really? Yes, everything. Oh, boy. Don't worry. He loves you. Even though you, uh, yeah, you know, we've all done. He loves you. Absolutely loves you and wants to help, wants to be your friend, wants to talk to you, wants you to talk to him and to do anything for you. Um, he wants to use you. Are there conditions? Yes and not really. Yes and no. I mean, look, this is where you got to find a minister, a trained minister, because as you can tell, I am relatively new to this. I didn't, uh, I, I'm not a pastor, but I am a believer and I have this beautiful book and God has spoken to me through it and he can do the same to you, for you, for anybody. And uh, once that conversation starts, you don't want it to stop and you want to please, you'll want to please the boss. <laughs> uh, imagine if uh, you found out the CEO of the company loved you, wanted to promote you, wanted to do everything to make you successful and you said, nah, I think I'm going to quit work today. Nah, I'm going to go home early. Nah, I'm going to uh, goof off and look at the Internet. Nah, that's nice, but I'm, I'm not interested. <laughs> of course not. If a man, a man on earth, wanted to do all those things for you, anybody, anybody would respond. The moment I say it's God and Jesus, ooh, I don't know about that. Oh, this is this is some trickery. So that's the way I feel on this Christmas, and I was reminded Eric Metaxas. I don't know if you know who that guy is. He's a very successful radio host, a believer, and he said this war on Christmas stuff, which is real, but it would not stand a chance if we Christians proudly stood up and said that um, uh, we believe this is the way, and it's a hell of a ride. Join us. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. All right, soon the verdict. All right, so this is the thing I was telling you about. Sorry, it was on my list after all. Uh, this is Congressman Bowman, B-O-W-M-A-N. He's a Democrat, represents part of the Bronx and Westchester County, and he's a brand-new AOC. So you know Joe Manchin said no to the Build Back Better uh, monstrosity. Uh, I'm totally for that. Listen to how this guy characterizes, I mean, legitimate opposition to a controversial bill. Uh, go ahead and take that, please. Once again, it's an of Joe Manchin as a white man showing that he doesn't care about black people. He doesn't care about Latinos. He doesn't care about immigrants. He doesn't care about women. And he doesn't care about the poor. The same way black and brown people and women were kept out of the New Deal, Joe Manchin's trying to keep people out of this bill today. And it's unacceptable. And we need to do everything in our power to make sure it passes. You know, I was thinking about this just as he was saying that stuff. Joe Manchin doesn't care about black people. Come on. But somebody said something similar. Who was it who said, and Jimmy Fallon is standing right next to him in like 2004, that George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. Do you remember that? Do me a favor. Who was that artist? You know who it was? Uh, it's uh, 
Kanye West it was Kanye. And Mike Myers next to him. Mike Myers, that's right. And so do me a favor, find that. Because when Kanye West said that, you know what they well, you know what they did? They tried to cancel Kanye West. Mike Myers' eyes about exploded. They went to commercial break immediately because he said something that was so wrong, arguably racist, nasty, mean, horrible, hateful. Hey, I didn't like George W. Bush either for a lot of different reasons. He didn't care about black. I mean, it's just nonsense. But now you can say that. And uh, then you get invited back for more. They had Congressman Bowman back. And some reporter, what's his name again? Jim Shudo, one of the many anonymous people on CNN, said, um, Sir, do you care to uh, uh, elaborate on your feelings regarding uh, Joe Manchin? No pushback. No, no, uh, hey, come on. No no challenging of, of, of such a racist sentiment. Just please say it again. Reiterate. What else did you mean? That's something else, huh? We have... Uh, We've really spiraled, and uh, that's okay in a weird way. That's okay. That's what the world is supposed to do. The world is a beautiful place, but it's inherently corrupt because man, man does these things. And I was uh, talking about earlier, all the goodness comes from God. It does. And I know there are people rolling their eyes right now. There he goes again. But it's true. I'm not. You know, Michael called yesterday. Great guy. We had our conversation. I'm going to talk to him again. And uh, a bit of a gloomy gust, but we're working on turning that around. He watches the news and he gets depressed. And I don't want him to be depressed. And I want him to get excited. There's so much more uh, to life. There's so much more to existence than than the world, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does, but uh, it does to me. Uh, Cindy, oh, wait a second. Cindy, you stand by. Uh, Susan in Brooklyn, hello. Hi, Greg. Listen, I just wanted to take a thread from what you were just speaking about in your open about how God the Father, you know, loves us even though we're very imperfect and we do bad things sometimes. (laughs) But, you know, he separates us, our being, our soul, from our actions. And he instills in us the desire to please him when we open our minds and hearts. Um, And it just made me think about also, like, being a parent, how I came to that realization that I never would like tear down the child for what they did because I tell them they are good and that's why what they did was wrong or bad but they are not bad and that we instill that in our children to want to please us and that you know the word discipline comes from the word to love disciple so that you realize when you are disciplining your child that's loving them because if you don't discipline them no one will want to be around them (laughs) so anyway i just wanted to tell you even though i'm a political i'm more like a policy junkie i really appreciate when you um, speak about you know god our father and being appreciative and grateful for what we have even though we want to improve 
the world as we can because everything that God has done. Now we need to take the ball and run with it. Does uh, that make any sense? Yes, especially when you're talking about children. We love our children unconditionally, and they may screw up. They may, uh, you know, they do all kinds of things, but we still love them. We don't like necessarily what they did, and when they do make a mistake, we do discipline them, and discipline is a, comes from love, and yes, that's how it works with God, and also one other thing you made me think of, oh, it's not like we love our kids because they do good things for us. We love them anyway. Right. We love them no matter what, and that's how it is. However, um, and also that when when we're old enough as kids to love back, we we want to do things to please our parents. You know, you want to do things to please others, and it comes from love. But that's not why we love, right? Exactly. Thank you. So we're doing good for the purpose of pleasing, and then it just keeps us out of trouble. <laughs> I love it, Susan. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I know there's news going on, but not really. It is a pretty quiet day. We are going to know this verdict soon. I have to take yet another break. And, however, is there pizza nearby? There is pizza. We're always throwing a party here. And I love it. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Not exactly breaking news, but interesting that the New York Times has done a major, major hit job on Kamala Harris, our obviously failing vice president. Uh, Look, there are three big things that she's got going against her. Number one, zero experience and skill. Uh, Number two, uh, major attitude. Uh, and number three, she's weird. I mean, she's just totally weird. Um, and Joe Biden knows all those things and really wants nothing to do with her. I mean, I can't blame the guy. And like a lot of these uh, arrangements, uh, the vice president is uh, miserable. It's it's happened throughout history. Uh, of course, Kamala Harris is playing the race card. She's playing the woman card. This wouldn't be happening to me if I were a white man. If she spent uh, 30 seconds brushing up on her vice presidential history, uh, wouldn't take her long to find some other vice president who was miserable in the job and complained about negative press. She thinks she's got problems. How about calling Dan Quayle? Remember him? <laughs> Poor guy. He, spe- he spelled tomato wrong uh, or potato wrong, and uh, they, they, they wanted to hang him. He's actually a very smart guy, very smart guy. You know, the media, they're almost always wrong. Very bright guy, but uh, they tortured him. They decided that he was a dummy when he wasn't a dummy. Horrible press, horrible press. Not that close to George H.W. Bush. H.W. Bush did regret appointing him to that job or giving him the nomination. Who else was a miserable vice president? Lyndon Baines Johnson absolutely hated the job. And he was dissed left and right by um, John F. Kennedy. Now, I looked it up. And as for his ethnicity and his gender, uh, LBJ was, let me think. Uh, oh, shoot. I forgot now. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. He was a member. He was white. And he was he was not he was not non-binary. He was not trans. He was a man. He was a white man. And he hated the job. He was dissed left and right by JFK. You know, some things just kind of stink. 
the vice president's job is full of frustration. Here's somebody else who had zero experience, plenty of weirdness, and not too much in the way of skill, although he was better than Kamala Harris, a guy named Spiro Agnew, uh, Richard Nixon's vice president. Nixon really was a complicated guy. I liked him, but what the hell was he doing making Spiro Agnew uh, a two-year veteran of the governor's office of Maryland, vice president? It was just so strange. Uh, anyway, Kamala, it's not you. It's not. It's not your skin. It's not your gender. It's you. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Hey, I I, I want to play this one more time. This is uh, Congressman Bowman saying that anybody, especially Joe Manchin, who's not for the build back better catastrophe monstrosity of a of a bill, must be a racist. Right. Right. Once again, it's an of Joe Manchin as a white man showing that he doesn't care about black people. He doesn't care about Latinos. He doesn't care about immigrants. He doesn't care about women. And he doesn't care about the poor. The same way black and brown people and women were kept out of the New Deal, Joe Manchin is trying to keep people out of this bill today. And it's unacceptable. And we need to do everything in our power to make sure it passes. Wow. If you don't support... Build Back Better, which has so much waste, fraud, and abuse. You must not care about black people. You mu- Just a horrible thing to say. And not that long ago when somebody said something so awful, we appropriately threw the commercial break and said, get the hell out of here, you nut. Kanye West pulled the same uh, nonsense, although Kanye, by the way, later straightened himself out in a big way. I can't say I know anything about Kanye's music, but uh, there's certain things going on with Kanye I think are very interesting. And those who do know his music tell me he's, like, off the charts a genius. And he actually sat down with President Trump and had a real conversation about criminal justice reform. But circa 2004, Kanye was not down with George W. Bush. So he's uh, he's some sort of special telethon or something for the troops. He's standing next to Mike Myers who was really big on SNL and, of course, Dr. Evil, Austin Powers, all that stuff. Anyway, listen to this. The Red Cross is doing everything they can. We, we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now fighting another way, and they, they, they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. And subtle, but in even many ways more profoundly devastating, is the lasting damage to the survivors' will to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. (laughs) All hell breaks loose when he says that. I mean, all hell breaks loose when he says that. Mike Myers looks like he's about to have a stroke. They throw to a commercial break. There is a national conversation for about three weeks about what a nut job Kanye West is. Even liberal Democrats who had no use for George W. Bush condemned Kanye West. And uh, now, Congressman Bowman, take it away. Once again, it's an of Joe Manchin as a white man showing that he doesn't care about black people. He doesn't care about Latinos. He doesn't care about immigrants. He yeah. doesn't care about women. And he doesn't care about the poor. Tell us the more, same Congressman. Way black and brown people and women were kept out of black the New brown. Deal. Joe Manchin is trying to keep people out of this bill today. And it's unacceptable. And we need to do everything in our power to make sure it passes. 
And the anchor's looking at him like this is some sort of profound statement. And thank you, Congressman. Yes, come back soon, Congressman. Yes, indeed, Congressman. Thank you. Oh, wow. Times certainly have changed, huh? (laughs) Although one thing hasn't, and you know what I'm talking about. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh, what time is it? Ooh. Closer to Christmas. Uh, I hope I get good stuff this year. Um, I think I should be more specific with what I want. I really have everything I want or need. I have, You know what happened? I think the cell phone came around, and there are so many gadgets in that phone. When you think about it, there's a stopwatch. There's a, a photo album. Uh, there's a, a, a great music system, you know, and, and 10,000 other things. I just don't want as many things. Do you? Could always go for clothes, but let's face it, post COVID, COVID, whatever, we're all dressing kind of sloppy. It's true. I, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I told you, I, every now and then I'll see a guy walking down the street and I'm like, wait a second, this guy's famous. Wait a second. Who is this guy? A governor? Is this guy a movie star? And then I get closer, I realize, no, he's just a guy wearing a suit. <laughs> He just somehow looks special amid all of us wearing our sweatshirts and uh, baggy, baggy stuff. Uh, Let's see here. All right, Judith, I want you to keep it tight. You're calling from Brooklyn. What's up? Oh, boy. Hold on a minute. Uh... Hi, Greg. Did you hear the part where I said keep it tight? Oh, I can't. So have no, a great that's day. The, oh, come Thank on, you. Judith. Don't hang. You're going to hang up now. Come on. Relax. Well, what, well, why do you start up with me every time? Well, <laughs> Judith, you have, a, what, you have a way of rehashing everything I already know. And just then it just like it takes oh. too long to get to it. I want you to get it to the heart oh. of the matter. Somebody handed me a All note. Right. Somebody, I know you want to talk about that guy, Michael, who is feeling very <laughs> blue and glum. Yes. So what do you want to say yes. about him? I called right away yesterday. And then you got on to a read, and I was very upset for her because she tells the truth and she gets punished. But I'm talking about Michael. I care about him. So, Michael, I've got some suggestions. I hope you don't mind, Greg. He's 62. He could still get married, maybe to a woman who has children, and he can be like a stepdad that will fill the void that he was talking about. That's one. Excuse me. Excuse me. Number one, I told him that. Not only that, I told him. Forget stepchildren. You know, uh, Judith, everything works yeah. when you're 62. Know what, what I mean? What? what did you say? His sperm is probably fine. I mean, there's no... We, okay. Men don't have biological clocks. Hey, remember Felix from The Odd Couple? Wait, Greg. Do you remember second. Felix Wait, from I... The Odd Couple? He was played by a guy named Tony Randall. That guy That guy has like a, a 20-year-old kid that he had... He When he was 80, he was having kids... Okay, so that was my that was my game plan for a long time. If I didn't meet my wife, Greg. what? Okay, Greg. Greg, but if he's marrying, if he's sixty-two, he marries someone who's over the age of having babies. Okay, so what shall I tell you? So maybe she has, so he can inherit. You know, he said he feels so bad. He never got married with children, right? You so know, whenever I turn on the news, I see some old guy with a twenty-year-old hot girl. You see it all the time. So it could happen for my... Look, I know what you mean. I know. You know what, Greg? What? You know what, Greg? You know what, Greg? You're right. Yes. Guess what, Michael? That sounds even better to me. Get married to someone who's 30. You could have children. The whole shebang. I don't know if it's appropriate because sometimes you want to have someone more to your age appropriate. 
But the other thing I hey, can I just say is- one other thing about age appropriateness because I hear this a lot. And what did they say? What did they say? They try to make it sound like what's his name was like the biggest creep in the world, Chris Noth, because he hit on some twenty-year-old girl. And he was 47. Like, oh, my gosh, can you believe such a thing? Number one, I'm sorry, but women, when they're 20, are kind of, yeah, well, they look a certain way. I'll leave it at that. Um, but the age yeah. gap is not okay. all that. The age gap is not okay. all that. 20 and 47. So when Chris Noth is, is, is 90, no, no, when that girl is 90, how old will Chris Noth be? <sighs> He'll be 117. Right. Or when she's 80, Chris Noth will be 107. So you see how this could work. But, Greg, I'm talking about Michael, not Chris Noth. I don't know what I know what he looks like, but I know what Michael looks like. But he sounded so upset and so down. All right. So give him another tip. Other than get married, what can he do? Well, get married is a good idea because you know what? It would just fill this whole void. I know. Give him another one. He already knows that. What else? Okay, I got another one. Another one is too much of anything is not good. You need a balance, so which means that if you're, like, paying attention to too much crappy news, maybe possibly watch some funny movies, comedians, laughter is healthy. And the other thing is he should talk to a priest, rabbi, imam, depending on his religion, and join a class or have one-on-one sessions. Bible studies would be very good. One I love it. Judith, Judith right all right, direction. stop. Stop, and, stop, you talk and, too fast. Stop and, for a second. We got to rehash. If he's listening, if he's not taking notes, he's not going to remember any of this stuff. You got to watch yeah. funny movies. That's a great, that's some great advice, by the way. That really is. He's got to uh-huh. talk to a priest, rabbi, or something along those lines. I think that's good too. However, right. as you know, those what? are just men and they can screw up all the time. So I think even more important is to get in the word of God, uh, the Bible. Yeah, and my, what's your wait, final wait, wait, tip? Wait, wait. I can't believe I spent this one. Okay. What? Okay, Michael, you can talk to God straight, direction, connection, talk to him. He will listen to you, pour your heart out. I know he will answer you, and you'll be fine, okay? And talk to Greg. Greg's terrific. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> All right, Judith, thank you so much. <sighs> All right, uh, let's not do that until uh, sometime in July again. Uh, no, Judith, call back tomorrow. See you later. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. How about that? Um, I just heard Lydia's report there, and I've been seeing all over the place. Joe Biden came out very boldly, said we're going to send out a half billion, a billion with a B, home test units. We're sending them out. Why did he say that? Did he really plan to send them out? Did he? Ha- no, he just sounded good. That's what they do. They they say things that sound good. How, what doesn't that? That sounds great, I guess. But. He hasn't actually done any work to get that done. No contracts have been signed. There's no plan to get it out. That's a big, bold promise, isn't it? A half billion in a couple of months. It's somebody said it's a hope. That's not a um, that's not a plan. It's a hope. It's a wish list. Gosh, what they did to what they did to Donald Trump, what they did to him. You know, I was listening to Joe uh, yesterday. He made a speech about the economy and everything's going great. Something hit me. Maybe it'll hit you. Just do me a favor and and listen to Joe for a little bit and see if it reminds you of anything, okay? Uh, let's see. Joe Biden uh, cut 17. Before getting an update from my supply chain task force, I want to say a word about the progress our economy's made this year. 
nearly six million new jobs, a record number for a new president because of my staff and my cabinet. We're making progress. We got a way to go. We're making progress. I see Marty Walsh, my labor secretary. Marty, you've done a hell of a job, pal, cutting the red tapes. You know that old expression, make make lemonade out of lemons. I think we got a shot here. The much predicted uh, crisis didn't occur. Yeah, he's, Packages he goes on like moving. this. Everything's great. Shelves yeah. are not empty. Uh-huh. We've heard a lot about the need for more truck drivers, and it's real. And we've gotten to work to address that. Oh, healthy competition. Oh, everything's going to be great. A hallmark of Sooner healthy Thank you, thank you, Joe. It's all going to be good. We're all working on it. First of all, half the stuff he said was just not true. And secondly, some of the stuff he said, well, I... I don't know if it's true or not, but some stuff I knew was not true. Some stuff like he has no credibility when you catch a guy lying. So anyway, he's saying all this stuff and he looks a certain way. And I'm like, I've heard this speech before. Where did I hear this? There's something very, very familiar about what Joe Biden is saying and how he's saying it. And then it came to me. I actually looked it up. I've heard this speech before. Uh, let's see. I got it right here. Cut 18. Уходящий год оставил добрый след. Вступили в строй сотни предприятий. That's Leonid Brezhnev. Leonid Brezhnev. Remember that guy in the 1970s? He was the premier of Russia, Soviet Union. Everything was great. We have fulfilled our five-year plan, and we embark on yet another uh, major accomplishment for our mother country. It was just all propaganda and crap. And you should have seen it. I put this guy right next to Joe Biden, side by side. They even look alike. Do you remember Leonid Brezhnev? He famously looked dead for the last 10 years of his life. It was just a real. He looked like a mummy. It was really something to behold. He was only 75, though, when he died. Those Russians back then, they lived hard. Hey, by the way, if you drink or smoke, who smokes anymore? Nobody should smoke because that just puts lines on your face. And so does drinking. Drinking does a real number on your appearance. Keep that in mind. Uh, I can see it now in people. I can see it. And I saw it in myself, actually, for a while. I got a picture of me from 20. You can find it on my Instagram, 2014, and then a more recent picture, I think it's 2020, last year. You tell me which one looks older. I look like I'm 15 years younger than the guy who was seven years younger. It's pretty wild. Um, alcohol, uh, bad diet, all that stuff will make you look old. Forget about smoking. Is anybody still smoking? Actually, I saw somebody smoking on the street the other day, and I don't know. It just seemed like the most weird thing. I, You know, actually, come to think of it, I see more people smoking weed than cigarettes. It's true. You walk around New York, you're going to smell more marijuana than you will traditional tobacco cigarettes. Uh, I don't think that's a good thing, by the way. I, I, I don't. You know how I feel about pot. So, iconic moments. We were talking about that yesterday. Here's an iconic moment. Uh, Ronald Reagan. I was talking about him during the commercial. Gosh, he was good. Remember this? Cut 19. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. All right. Hey, remember this? Crummy president, but boy, he had his moments. George W. Bush on the pile down at the World Trade Center. 
after 9-11, cut 20. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. USA! USA! Loved it. Uh, now, I know it's early in Joe Biden's presidency. And... Uh, you know, this is probably unfair, but if there was suppo- if there was going to be an iconic moment, I think it'd be something like this. Joe Biden getting done with the press conference and not taking questions and running away. Cut 21. May God protect our troops. Thank you. Mr. President, Mr. President, what kind of impact does it have when celebrities like Nicki Minaj? Thank you. Thank you. Get vaccinated. That's that's the presidency so far. A guy running away. Guy running away. That's uh, that's not America. You know, we spoke about Christmas and what it means. Uh, tried to speak to you. I thought I, you know, from the heart, what what impact it's had on me. Imagine a Christian who's in the White House. The impact they could have, you know, one who believes. What they could, how they could speak to us. The command of, gosh, what does Joe Biden do? He brags about how well he knows the Pope, and then talks about Bo Biden and what happened to him. What about us? And what about something bigger than suffering? I don't know. I just he's he's failed in in every way you can fail in this. I pray for the guy. I will. And you know what I would pray for? And I think this is still possible. And this is a crazy idea, but it would be a beautiful thing. Right now, those prisoners from January 6th, some of them are still in custody. And some of them didn't break anything. They didn't hurt anything like Jacob Chansley. Do you remember when the Pope, Pope John Paul II, met with a guy who tried to kill him? What was his name? Mohammed somebody or other from Turkey. There's a beautiful picture of those two together. Um, I just thought that was so powerful. Forgiveness. And the Pope sat with his would-be assassin. Now, nothing like that happened on January 6th. Some of these guys got carried away. Some of them did not, again, though, break anything or hurt anybody, and they're still locked up. Some of them are going to be there for many years. Their lives are ruined. They have nothing. Joe Biden said he would unify the country. Remember that? His whole soul was in this. I will unify this country. Um, He hasn't even tried. But if he were, you know, presidents can do a lot of things. Sometimes just showing up can really send a message. You know, Nixon used to get on his car at night and ride around Washington, D.C., go to the Lincoln Memorial, do all kinds of things without the press. Joe Biden could go to that D.C. jail and visit with the prisoners. Wouldn't that be something? I still think of the the lost opportunity, although he could do it if he came out right now and said, stop hassling President Trump. No more January 6th stuff. Big tech, get off the backs of conservatives. And let's move on together. 
Wouldn't that be, gosh, it really, that would move the needle. It would change my outlook. I mean, big time. You could unify this country, take a couple of things. You'd have to reach out. Sorry, Joe, elements of your base might be uh, angry at you, AOC. Hey, let's face it, Joe, you're not going to be reelected. All right? Why don't you make the most of it? I mean the most of it. You want to think about history. How's history going to view this guy? Right now he is in the dustbin. That's where he'll be. Um, so he's got an option there. <sighs> oh, one thing. You know I'm not a big mask guy. I don't like wearing masks. Uh, I do on an airplane because I'm, you know, it's the rule. You have to. I'm not going to get on a plane, but there's one guy named Adam Jenny. He's a nice guy. Might be a little bit too passionate about this, but he hates wearing the mask. So he goes onto an airplane with thong underwear on his face. Thong underwear to make a statement. Uh, here he is getting kicked off the plane. He was flying from Dulles to Tampa, Florida. He's a sports consultant out of Florida. Cut 32, please. This is Adam Jenny. I think he's getting into it with the flight attendant. Does that mean some sort of certification that's different than this? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's not specified anything. We go by what, what, what's allowed on the airplane. I'll pass it on to the captain. All right, all I can hear is the engine. There's a conversation going on, and they, they tell the guy to get off the plane, and he does. That's enough, thanks. And they, they tell him to get off because he's wearing underwear on his face. And I had him on the show, and he said, look, he did it to make a statement. You know, he thinks the mask's uh, mandate's ridiculous. They don't even work. The air on an airplane is clean. Just ask the airline executives. They'll tell you. So I told him, though, you can't wear underwear on your face to make a point. That's going to bother people. It would bother me because there are guys out there who like doing that. They've got, like, some sort of sexual fetish, sniffing underwear. That's their thing. So it's kind of lewd behavior when you think about it. Some guy wrapping underwear, women's underwear, a thong around his face. You can't do that. I tried to reason with him. Again, a nice guy. I don't think he's certainly, he's not some sort of, you know, deviant or anything like that. I mean, hey, look, if you like to smell underwear, that's fine. But you got to do it at home. All right? With somebody else who's into the same thing. You can't do that on a plane. You got to do that privately. So that's part of his problem. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Dave is in Elizabeth. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Kelly. Yes. You mentioned that uh, Joe Biden made some big, bold promises. Yeah. I know a man who made a big, bold promise. He said, I will come again. Part of the Christian's life is waiting. It's part of our commitment to believing. If anybody believes... He's going to come again. He will come again. His government's not of this world. He's not in that manger. He's not on that cross, and he's not in that grave. He's sitting at the right hand of God, and the last time that he got up was when he went to collect Stephen's soul while he was being stoned. He came to that window, and Stephen saw him, and he came and got him. And that's what he's going to do to us Christians who are awaiting and suffering. He will come again as we have seen him leave. You don't have to cut this guy off. What? Dave, you still there? Yeah. Keep going. What else? 
I just uh, look. I uh, I like what you're saying, uh, but you sound so ominous, and you know, kind of sounds kind of threatening. I mean, this is all good. This is all good stuff that you're talking about, really. He said his government isn't of this world. Yeah, well, when he comes back, this is going to be a whole new situation. We know that, but that you know, he's coming back to fight Lucifer. Lucifer is one of the three archangels. Gabriel is in charge of the ministering angels. Michael is in charge of the warring angels. Lucifer was in charge of the worshiping angels. And he took that third with him. And in between, in between Genesis 1 and 2, the earth being already made, God had to have a place to put them. So he threw them down on earth. And then he made creation and paradise. And he made Adam to sin so he could save him. It's part of his plan. He wants to replace those angels. Uh, I believe. Yeah, I think that's all doctrine. It's just when you say it, dude, it's really like, I just, I, I, yeah, yeah. How are you, Dave? What do you do when you're not, uh, you know, what else? Is, what, you called once before. I appreciate your uh, your passion. What do you do? I'm a roofer. I'm on the roof. Like they used to communicate back in the day. They would shout from the rooftop. We have to understand that God gave us gifts, singing, dancing, and shouting, just like mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, and the devil's taken them and corrupted them. And he's going to come back and change all that. Hey, Dave. He's going to fight them. I agree. But I have one question, though. Are you really a roofer? Yes. I'm 60 years old, and I've been doing it for over 40 years. What's your uh, what what what's what's your favorite type of material to work with on the roof? Everything, flat roofing, copper. Okay, metal. that's it. It's sold. I got it. Yep, you you are a roofer. I don't know why I was skeptical, but uh, Dave, you sound like you could be a movie star. Or, uh, you know, you know what you might want to do: read those books on tape. I just want to be saved. Well, you already are, aren't you? I mean, we can be. The devil be. will keep us from believing that. Don't let the devil think that you're not. I Yeah, well, you're, Dave, all right, listen, I don't want to get into a theological debate because I think we're on the same side. Uh, I know we are, but what you just said, you, wait, how did you put it? I forgot. But we're, you can be saved on this planet, in this world, correct? Yes. All right. Dave. Don't let him steal your crown. All right. Thanks. Be careful up there. I know it's a dangerous job. I appreciate it, Dave. We shall be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Oh, since it's the end of the year and not much is going on in the news, it's kind of slowed down. What are they going to be hitting us with? All kinds of retrospectives about January 6th. Oh, the worst thing that ever happened in the world. Oh, my gosh. How will we ever recover? Oh, we must find those who are responsible. Everybody needs to lighten up those uh, fake news phonies and Democrats and a couple of rhino Republicans like uh, Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney. They're all full of it. They are all a thousand percent full of it. Here's one fake news phony. His name is uh, Eric Flack. Never heard of the guy, but he works for some local channel, I think, in Washington, D.C. And he went to the Capitol and talked about what happened and outlined his special presentation on January 6th. Cut 29, please. 
On January the 6th, 2021, a protest driven by false claims of a stolen presidential election led to an unprecedented attack on the seat of our democracy. Police officers were brutally assaulted by their fellow Americans. Law enforcement outnumbered and outflanked on all sides as they fought to defend the U.S. Capitol. The extent of the damage to our nation and our democracy may not be fully known for years. But using hours of never-before-seen videos obtained by WUSA 9 through a legal challenge and new interviews with those who were here that day, one thing is clear. We are a democracy divided. And these are the stories of the Capitol riot. Ooh. So I watched WUSA 93's uh, uh, report, uh, Board to Tears, all stuff I had seen before, heard before. Uh, let's see. They had a couple of, uh, you know, they had the same guy basically telling the same story he told to that committee. Just a couple of things. He said, um, let's see, unprecedented attack on the Capitol. I mean, I went through it last night. Excuse me. What the hell are you talking about? The only person who died was Ashley Babbitt, unarmed, shot, killed. Uh, she posed no deadly threat to anybody. All right. That's the person. That's the one. That's the one who died. Don't tell me that some suicide that happened five months later, all right, you can't blame that. No, absolutely not. You know, suicides unfortunately happen. And unfortunately, cops tend to kill themselves more than other people. You know why? They have ready access to guns. They've studied this before. Yes, cops kill themselves sometimes at a higher rate than the uh, ordinary population, the civilian population. But guess what? It's not job-related. It's not job-related. They've done studies on this, and it's never job-related. It's always something else. There's always some other factor. Uh, unprecedented attack on the Capitol. I, had, I should remind this guy, five congressmen were once shot in the House of Representatives. They ever tell you that story? No. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. They want you to believe that January 6th was the worst thing that ever happened. you got to turn to people like me, or you can find this out for yourself if you want. It's, you can if it's out there. Uh, I'm happy to outline it, look it up, and talk about it. I showed a schematic last night. There was actually a picture. A guy stood in the gallery of the House of Representatives where the public can go in the 1950s and opened fire and shot and seriously wounded five members of Congress. You ever hear about that? How about the two Capitol Police officers who were shot and killed in 1998? It actually happened. Some nut job went up there with a gun and shot two Capitol Police officers. How about last April, when a nutjob Islamic extremist terrorist rammed his car into a gate that killed a Capitol Hill police officer? These things are worse than January 6th. How about when a bomb was detonated on Capitol Hill inside the Capitol in 1915? And another bomb was detonated in 1980, right outside the Senate. These things happen, but they ignore them. They pretend they never happened because January 6th must be the worst thing that ever happened. Why? So they can besmirch and smear not only Donald Trump, but all of us who support Trump. And especially people like me, by the way, because in the run up to January 6th, I'm like, I can't wait to the electoral count. I want to see this. I want to hear some objections. Because I looked up the law, and there is a law. It's called the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It exists. 
and you've got if you've got concerns about the fairness of the election in a certain state, you can raise an objection and you need two things for that objection to be debated and heard and investigated. You need a member of the House, a member of the U.S. Senate, and they have to write it up and make it official. It's got to be in writing. And we had that. That's what I was excited about. Now they're trying to say that anybody who was talking about the Electoral Count Act of 1887 might bear some responsibility for the violence. So they got to make the violence sound terrible, terrible, terrible. And anybody who even thought that there might be a concern with this election, this, uh, what's his name again, Flake Flack, when he started off his little stand-up there, all, you know, here's something you got to remember about fake news phonies. They all just want to look good. They just, they don't care what the hell they're saying as long as they get to say something. All right? As, as long as their name gets to be in the paper. They don't care about the truth. You know what they care about? Their careers. And that's fine. Everybody's got to worry about that kind of stuff. But the idea that this is some sort of pure truth-telling exercise... And how did this guy put it again? Uh, play that again. Er, uh, not the whole thing. I just want to hear this. For 29, Eric Flake. On January the 6th, 2021, a protest driven by false claims of a stolen presidential election led to an unprecedented attack on the seat of our democracy. Stop. What the hell does he know about the 2020 election? Yes, the fake news has branded anyone who has a concern about the fairness of the election. It's a lie, unproven, baseless. Oh, yeah? Ask anybody who says that a little bit about Pennsylvania. That's usually a little bit of a test, okay? Talk about Pennsylvania, one of the key states. So in Pennsylvania, there are two ways to vote up until 2020. You could vote in person or you could vote absentee with excuse. Now, Where do those rules come from? They come from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania's Constitution. You have the U.S. Constitution and you got a state constitution. Now, if you want to change the rules of the Constitution, you got to do about 15 different things. And they didn't do any of them. You want to vote at home without an excuse? You want to vote while you're in London without an excuse? No problem. Go ahead and do it. COVID. Uh, It's COVID. Vote online. COVID. But the the law says you got to vote in person or got to have it. COVID. Anybody can vote, no matter where you are. That's what happened. They illegally allowed people to vote in all kinds of different ways. Illegal. Illegal how? Again, the Constitution of the state of Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, two ways to vote in person Absentee with excuse. And they cha- they threw all that out because of COVID. And that stuff that happened in the middle of the night and they stopped counting in Philadelphia. You know, things were looking pretty good for Trump early in the night. Now, look, I cannot prove that this election was stolen. I can't. I don't have the technical ability And so much of the news and so much of the information is, well, some of it is very, very technical. Uh, But I have grave concerns about the fairness of the election. And it's okay to say that. It really is. And they want to illegalize that. 
in my hot in my gut, I might think it's even more than fairness, unfair. I mean, I, but I can't prove it. But quite frankly, they can't prove to me that it was legitimate either. Don't worry, Joe Biden's the president. I'm not saying anything like that, but something's up. And you got guys like Eric Flake and every other fake news jerk who doesn't know anything about anything, just standing there so pompously, oh, fraudulent claims of election tampering. They don't know anything. Hey, at least I'm I'm, I'm up front about it. I know what I know. I know what I believe. Sometimes I have a hunch. I know I can't prove it, but I also know it hasn't been established. We haven't looked into it. Where's the commission? They have a damn investigation about everything in Washington, D.C., Except this, uh, 2022 is going to be glorious. Don't you think? Don't you guys think? Don't you guys think? Uh, Jimmy in the Bronx, what do you think? Oh, don't tell me. Are you that Project Veritas guy? Hello? Steven? You've got nothing to do with Project Veritas. I'll take your call. Stephen is on the Lower East Side. Yes, sir. Uh, no. First of all, Greg, you have great natural instincts, so don't ever bury that. And um, I just you're interrupting my lunch here, you know. But I like to just tell people. I'm interrupting your lunch. Yeah, I'm having lunch right now. Pardon so me. You okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, just for the record here, I, well, you called us, but okay, keep going. Right. Go ahead. I just want to let the people know. That Joe Manchin is what the Democratic Party looked once upon a time before the 65 Immigration Act. 65 Immigration Act, we built the hard left of the party. That party's never coming back. California, I know Dick Morris says it doesn't count. You know, you had Judy on before. You know, last Sunday he picked Judy up. He got a phone number. This guy's ready to work for the Clintons again, you know. And um, the thing with California is I don't think Republicans could ever win out there. And they're, they're not. California has to succeed from the union. The only way they can help conservative Republicans, guys saying split it in half. Yeah, right. Then we'll have double the amount of lunatics running around Congress. The thing is, um, New hey, York hold City, on a second, pal. Look, yeah. Steve, they, uh, yeah. can you turn the TV on? I want to hear this verdict. They just convicted the woman, Potter, guilty on two counts of manslaughter and Dante Wright's death. I got to hear this. The judge is speaking. Hold on. To sacrifice much. Because you believed in our justice system. And then you went into deliberations, and each of you brought with you your common sense. Oh, brother, they're kissing the asses of the jury. I hate this. Life experiences, and you came to an agreement on the verdicts. You did your duty. I'm so proud of you. Proud. You should be proud of yourselves. Without civic-minded citizens like you, our system of justice could not function. I'm never going to go on a Thank jury. Thank you for your service. I don't have time. Thank you for your sacrifices. I wish you all a wonderful holiday season, and may the peace and beauty of the season be yours throughout the year. Did they rush this verdict just so they could go uh, home at this time before Christmas? Um, I'd mm-hmm. like you to go into your... Uh, waiting courtroom and is this a yoga teacher or a judge i'd like to thank you personally and to answer any questions that you have is she a hypnotist sounds like a sunday school teacher what is up with her 
Convicted on two counts of manslaughter. Give me a break. It was an accident. Although, meh. All right, the jury's leaving. Can't see him. She really talked to them like they were third graders, right? And now she's going to yell at Kim Potter, I wonder. Or maybe okay, be nice. Please be seated. Please be seated. Um, counsel, we have to pick a date tentatively okay. uh, for sentencing. Uh, so, uh, when are you free? In custody, I will be taking Miss Potter uh, into custody oh. and uh, holding without bail. Without bail? So, what is three weeks out? I think we probably want to do. Uh, Don't let this happen. A tier four. So we will be looking at uh, January thirteenth or fourteenth. We can do eleven thirty on either day. For sentencing. For sentencing. Hey, say something. Pre-sentence report. Yes, uh, I'm having a PSI report done. We are not available on the 13th. I believe we could do the 14th. Now, what's another night in jail for your client? I'm in trial uh, the week after that, and uh, it does seem to be a little accelerated given the seriousness of the decisions you're about to make. So later in January would be our preference. We also would like to talk about the bail issue before you decide it. You think? Um, before you make a decision to take her in. All right, uh, I'll hear you out. You know, I think it'd be easier for the court reporter if you went to the podium. All right, I just want to hear this. This this defense lawyer better make a case right now. There hasn't been a motion. I anticipate they would file a motion, but this arguendo, they're going to file a motion to revoke her bail. Um, you know, we will be filing a motion for dispositional departure on the case. She is amenable to probation. Her remorse and regret for the incident is overwhelming. Uh, she's not a danger to the public whatsoever. She's made all her court appearances, including all appearances in the court. It is the Christmas holiday season. She's a devoted Catholic, no less. And uh, there is no point... To, to incarcerate her at this point in time because, A, you haven't decided what the sentence is going to be. B, the dispositional departure arguments are quite strong on this case. Uh, and C, it's not necessary for the preservation of public safety. So for those reasons, um, she need not be incarcerated whatsoever pending sentencing. You certainly can do it after sentencing, but this is a rather unique case um, of someone who has law enforcement experience and was never in trouble all her life and is 49, which is beyond the age of most defendants that you see. Uh, Plus, she has deep roots in the community and her family's here, and there's no evidence that she would flee. So we we respectfully ask you to change your mind um, as to whether she needs to be incarcerated right now. I know Mr. Gray has a couple comments, too. Your Honor, her bail right now is $100,000. She's got that posted. She's not going to run. She obviously is not going to commit any more crimes. <clears throat> She's been convicted uh, of an accident. She's been convicted of being reckless. 
Um, I just would like to be able to, with Paul, file a motion for dispositional departure in this case. I think there's other facts that didn't come to light during the trial that are important also about Kim Potter and about this case. So I respectfully request that you release her on her $100,000 bail, um, and that will make it easier to do the pre-sentence report. We'll get um, people sending letters on her behalf. Sounds good to me. <clears throat> and um, we, I would ask for a sentencing sometime after, if you release her, sometime uh, I start a trial January 20th. It should be over by February 20th, I hope. Uh, sometime in late February, uh, and ask that she, my gosh, she's got a hundred thousand dollar bail up judge, but you know, she's not going to commit another crime. She's not going anywhere. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Frank. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, we do request uh, that the defendant be taken into custody. Prosecutors here for manslaughter in the first degree, manslaughter in the second degree. Based I just on want to see what the judge is going to do. A young man. In other words, it's a case that involves death. They are very serious charges. It is customary for defendants to be taken into custody upon a guilty verdict. Let her go home. A level of crimes, and we don't think this case should be any differently. Uh, Your Honor, we also have learned that the defendant is not living in the state. I don't know if that was known and, and provided for in the original conditions of release, uh, but it prevents, presents the mob chased a, a factor for... All right, am I supposed to take a commercial break? Shoot. All right. So we are at request. I'll keep an eye on this. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Uh, Put it back on. Wait a second. Here we go. Potter is to be taken into custody without bail. Oh, for crying out loud. That's not right. They're going to lock up this woman, former cop. One mistake, one day. Tell you what, I wouldn't. Boy, being a cop is a totally different game. Look at that. They're rushing her out. They're like, they're being rough with her, actually. <laughs> what a ridiculous system, huh? The media are the enemy of the people. They set up the conditions for this nonsense. That's absolutely outrageous. And that judge, what's her name? I don't know. Sounded more like a third grade uh, uh, guidance counselor than than a judge. Yikes. I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. She sounded like she was stoned, the judge. Oh, here we go again with Dante Wright in the baby pictures. Father of the year, Dante Wright. They don't show you the pictures of him with the gun and smoking his weed. And why don't we see the video again of him running away from the cops? Jumping in that car and hitting the gas. I don't like this. It's Christmas, too. Two days from Christmas. You know, the jury was deadlocked. They couldn't come up with a verdict. They said, try again, try again. They just wanted to get the hell out of there for Christmas? I don't like this. All right. Uh, got a few minutes to go. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk to uh, Tommy in Westchester. Hello. 
Hello, Craig. That judge sounded like she could announce the end of the world. That police officer, that lady got a, a raw deal here. I remember the video vividly. First of all, the first mistake, she's the second squad car pulling up. He was stopped by two other officers. The officer who made the mistake was the guy who was searching him by an open door of the guy's car, of the perpetrator's car. He was able to slip backwards, fall back into the car as Miss Potter was coming up. And they put the stun gun, folks don't know, on, the, on your weak hand. But naturally, in, in a heat of the battle, where do you go? You go to your, you go to your natural aggressive arm and your, your power arm. That's what she did by accident. But he was already in the car. And when he jumped in that car and resisted arrest, he turned that car into a missile. Okay, he could have ran over the cop that was trying to put him under arrest. He could have put it in reverse and hit the other two cops. I know. So I, to me, she is innocent. This jury is a jury that is now a political jury. We live in a third world country. She will be exonerated on. She'll, she'll get an appeal and she'll be exonerated. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about the appeal. You know, the appeals judges are what makes you think they're they're enlightened. They're all political now. They're all everything's political. And if you're if you're for Trump, you're you're an enemy. If you're you know, I mean, like, it's just I'm with you about the third world country thing. I can't I can't stand this. You're absolutely right about everything you said. And to throw her in jail, you know, the judge was probably intimidated. And this is wrong. You know, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 George Floyd's nephew was hassling her. Did you know that? I thought he was dating her. (laughs) Okay, Tommy, I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. I am furious right now about this Judge Potter thing. I'm watching everybody on CNN say how this is a remarkably wise decision by the jury. And, oh, wow, this is beautiful. And this is where we are. And, oh, gosh, the first call from Dante Wright's family was over this reporter. This prosecution team was the same team that prosecutor uh, i'm trying to read the uh the transcript ever notice how many typos they have in that like how many and they leave words out or whatever okay got to go to you guys real quick uh dave in bucks county pennsylvania hi hey greg um you know that judge she seemed kind of biased to me trying to say the jurors were all heroes you came in she was talking about omicron it's like come on if they were really heroes they they would have gave the right decision in terms of it was a, it was a mistake you know and unfortunately she's in a line of business where one little mistake can result in someone's death but if you start putting that microscope under anything where that applies let's say a surgeon for example yeah or uh, someone in the military if if everyone I was in the Marines I, you know if I, if I had a body cam on me and everyone who has ever been to war. And every every little move they made, split second, split second life or death decision got analyzed like this. No one would ever join the military. No one would ever become a police officer. I mean, come on. I cannot recommend anybody become a cop. Nobody should become a cop in this environment. I'm sorry, but I could not recommend a loved one of mine join the police department in this environment. They do have something called qualified immunity. I think that should be a... <laughs> that seems like it really should apply here. Dave, thank you so much. I agree. Michael in New Brunswick. Yes, sir. Hi, hi Mr. Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for getting me out of the dumps. Oh, wait. And, uh, Are I you just... the same Michael from yesterday? Yeah. All right, Michael. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, everybody's worried about you. Are you okay? Oh, all your listeners. I want to thank all your lady friend listeners. 
Oh, I want to thank you. And listen, Dave, I want to thank David the most. The, the man, I think he can make the audio tape for me. <laughs> uh, all my money's on him beating Lucifer. All right, pal. Well, Greg, listen. Greg, yeah, I, yeah, what? I'm telling you, I think Dave can beat Lucifer. All right. Listen. But thank you. Thank you for all you've done for me. And all you lady listeners, I want to thank everybody. The ladies. I, oh, yeah, right. The ladies were, were they've been, Irene, yeah, more than oh, the, like yeah. Irene, yeah, Irene yeah. And, and the other ladies that call you yep. that are all worried about me. Please don't worry about me anymore. Please. I'm lifted out of the dumps. Thanks to Greg Kelly and, <laughs> and his listeners and your listeners. Thank you, Thank Michael. You, so you bet, pal. Good, good stuff. Uh, we'll stay in touch. Uh, Agnes is in, oh, Agnes is in the laundromat. Agnes, I, I've been thinking about this. It's about time you get your own washer and dryer. Well, I'll tell you what. I have met so many Trump lovers, so many Trump supporters in this laundromat. I don't think I need anything else. The um, I met Bob Kosh, and he has a, a, a podcast for WABC, and we'll be celebrating the 100th year. Who's but Bob Kosh? Oh, never he, mind. He, Anyway, he, um, but also, you know, people, Jesus was born and his mother, I believe in the Hail Mary. Maybe we should all pray for that poor police woman and uh, say the Hail Mary because the Hail Mary does work. And since Jesus' mother, how many mothers wouldn't the wish of um, his mother? And his, uh, so anyway, the Hail Mary is very important to me, and it has worked for me because um, I had a brother that was hit by lightning when I was 12 and he was 11, and uh, it got my parents through this tragedy. Oh. So this poor, this poor lady who had an accident, she devoted her life and her family to being a policewoman. And it was an accident. How else could it be? Like you said, and I need your um, voice on this radio because I used to be a teacher. I could never hear your program from one to three. I was teaching school for 50 years from one to three. Mm. But I do appreciate your input into all of this insight that you give people. And it's so nice. It's so nice to be able to know that people do think like you. I mean, you could feel very alone if no one really had your opinion. But I appreciate it, and I want to wish you Merry Christmas and your family. Beautiful, Agnes. Thank you so, so much. And let's pray for that woman. I like that very much. I'll also pray for the family of Dante Wright as well. Cindy in Queens, uh, how are you? Hi, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. I just want to say amen, amen to all your words and your listeners that were talking about Jesus and his purpose in his, li- in his life and his salvation to our lives. You always speak the truth and the truth meaning of Christmas. Um, I was calling you to update you about our case. We, I oh, that's like, right. That's right. Cindy, listen, I, I want to hear all the details. Unfortunately, we's out of time. Got 20 seconds left. So will you call me back on Monday or actually next week or uh, let me know on social media? Yes, of course. Merry Christmas, Greg. Merry Christmas, everybody. Carol, Marcos, Mike, Michael, Reese, Gail, and the rest. I'm on Newsmax tonight. 
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com